to another episode of IJ Notes, the podcast of the International Journalist Network. I'm Rachel Snack, a development associate with IJNet's parent organization, ICFJ. For this episode of our environmental journalism series, we wanted to explore how journalists can better report on environmental disasters globally, from wildfires and hurricanes to droughts and floods. Most importantly, how they can do that without being sensationalist, but putting the climate emergency in the right context. We reached out to multimedia journalist Thais Cadea Lara from Argentina. She specializes in climate change and works with digital news outlet Red Acción. Earlier this year, she was an ICFJ fellow. In 2020, she created the Environmental Journalism Workshop to train more people in communicating the climate and ecological crisis. Hi, Thais. Could you please introduce yourself? Uh, well, I'm a multimedia climate reporter from Argentina. I'm based in Buenos Aires, but I always say that I work globally because I, I have specialized in, in climate change. I work at the digital media Redaction, in which I have a weekly newsletter about climate change that it's called Planeta or Planet. And I also work at the, at the TV uh, public channel of the city of, of Buenos Aires. And uh, on the last year, I have a, a specialized on the climate negotiations. If you have heard about the COPs, okay, that was, it's like my second home <laughs> since 2014. <laughs> what made you first get interested in uh, reporting on climate change? I'm curious. Of course, I think that if we are on this, is is because... Um, I have a special relation. I mean, everyone is going like to tell you, okay, maybe you, yeah, you connect more when you were a child with with nature. But for me, the thing was that I, since I was a child, I I wanted to be a journalist. So I started to be a journalist. But when I start working as journalist, I realized that if I care about the environment, um, it was possible also to do with the profession that I that I had chosen. It was not the only way that, okay, I need to be an activist on Greenpeace. That was my first thought. And now also, and even more with my uh, with the profession and the career that I choose, I could do I could do something. So that is why I decided to specialize on uh, on environmental journalism. And then when I did um, the training with Al Gore, the climate reality training, I start to specialize even more, a little more on politics and the international climate uh, politics. And that was the beginning of my career on, on covering the climate negotiations. Well, so what are the main aspects of covering an environmental disaster? I think that uh, it's a challenge to cover uh, environmental disasters. But also, I think it's like the best opportunity we as journalists have in order to communicate about climate change in terms of the causes and on the consequences. The first challenge that we have on the communication is the name that we put on what are we talking about? Because sometimes if we talk about, for example, our natural disasters or environmental disasters, uh, maybe the audience uh, think that it's something in which um, maybe a human that uh, hasn't any that doesn't have any responsibility on that, both of the on the causes and the consequences. So maybe if we talk about climate events, is that something that is starting to be related, okay, with climate and we are changing the climate. So maybe we have a little or more responsibility on that and we can do something about it. 
Yeah. I like that you say that it's, it's compelling when you can tell a story that like we're involved in this, like we're an active part of climate change that we contribute to it, but we can also fight it. I think that's really important in the ways that we report it to people. Um, and obviously, you know, climate change has real consequences. It has to do a lot with a lot of natural disasters that we see happening around the globe. Um, but can we attribute all disasters to climate change in our reporting? It's well, that is that is the main thing that we need to as as journalists, we need to understand first in order to communicate then to the audience. Um, the issue is that you see you, you can see that like two examples of coverage that is not properly communicated about the link between climate events or, or natural disasters and climate change. One of, of one of these examples is when you see that climate change is even no doesn't have any mention on the article. It's like that event is something that happened. And the other example of, of reports that you can see on the media is that all the connection is like um, cause and effect relation with climate change, like the climate change was the only responsible for the fire. So both of them are, are not correct. <laughs> uh, so if, if you're following me, that when we talk about these kind of events, um, these events depend on, on some factors, and some of these factors have been changing because of climate change. So let's see, for example, hurricanes. We have seen hurricanes for, uh, I mean, for a lot of years. But the issue that we are seeing is because uh, climate change, because of the, um, uh, the the temperature of the ocean is increasing. Now the storms that can can occur on the on the ocean are higher. They have uh, more more dramatic impacts uh, on on the people, on the houses, on the infrastructure. So it's not that it's not that climate change is producing directly hurricanes. Is that climate change is having an impact on the factors. Uh, in which the hurricanes depend. That makes a lot of sense. So what's the process you would follow if you need to cover an environmental disaster? I would say, first of all, uh, it's important if you are on the place or not. Uh, for example, I live in, in the city of Buenos Aires, so maybe sometimes, I, I don't know, I am not on the fires on the Amazonia, or maybe I am not on the fires that I, are occurring on California. So sometimes what I do is try to contact a colleague there, another journalist who is there. If they are local from the community specifically in which the event is occurring, I think the, the information will be better. So I always try the first thing to, to contact them, uh, not because I'm going like to publish the information, but for me to try to understand what, what, what is happening. And I'm starting doing this question. Okay, what about the previous months? What happened? I know that maybe... Some guy start the fire, but I would like to know the context. I would like to know the climate conditions to see if uh, something is related uh, less or, or more with, with climate change. So the first thing I will say to, to do that, of course, the, the, the first things, maybe you are not going like to put the focus on the, only on the causes. Sometimes maybe uh, it's on the urgency of the action that is needed on the, um, on the people that, that is uh, being affected about this, uh, this event. But as, as an environmental and climate journalist, I think that it's really important to understand the conditions. And in that urgency, I think that it's important from us when, uh, to try to contact like the um, official, I mean, national or local uh, sources of the government, even national or local government. And why I say this 
because in order to attend the urgency, sometimes what readers or the audience want to do is to try to help to the people that is uh, being affected about this event. And, you know, with social media, a lot of people can say, yes, you can help me, get, uh, send me money to, <laughs> to this bank account. So that is why I think for us uh, as journalists, it's really important like to have the information, first of all, of what is happening with the local journalists and then try to contact the uh, national and local government in order to see how the audience can help in that urgent situation. It's very important like to have, okay, this is the official way or this is the official um, contact in which you can contribute. And what I would suggest is not only when um, the event is happening, it's also what happened after that. Once the fire uh, has gone, there are a lot of people that are, that are still affecting about that, and sometimes I, I, uh, their voices I, are not here anymore on the media. So I think it's important that if you can follow with your reporting, even is, if you work um, on, a, on, a, on a newspaper or, or an online magazine, or even if you work as freelance, it's good. And I think you're going like, to have really good stories to, to tell about, because everything on the, um, on the climate event is also about what happened next. That's so true. Yeah. Well, if you're not a specialized reporter, but you happen to be where a sudden environmental emergency happens, what are the basics you need to know to report on it? Try to see more beyond one, one reason of the, of the event, one cause of, of, the, of the event. I mean, uh, because it's not only one cause. Of course, you can have... Uh, I put the example on the fire because it's it's the easiest. But of course, you can have a group of of, of, uh, of teenagers that they left a fire a fire on, um, but that but if that fire gets bigger, it's because of other conditions, and that conditions could be intensified by climate change. So I think it's important. I mean, it's not only one reason that that um, in which with which you can explain this, uh, those events. So even when you are not uh, specialized on this, of course you always can contact uh, other spe specialists. So what I would say is try to see what are all the factors that maybe explain what happened um, and on, on this event. And then I will say to try to contact uh, scientists on, of, of the country involved or of the region in order to try to see if, for example, there is a connection between climate change and, and these events. Yeah, that's good advice. How can the media cover these disasters in a responsible way, giving like the proper urgency, but also not being sensationalist? What I will say is I understand that Today, with social media, we need uh, clicks and everything on, on the media. I work on media. I mean, I'm, I'm a journalist, but I think that the issue with climate change is as, as communicators, we have a responsibility. And I believe that our responsibility is also to try to push for more climate action. So it is great that we can have more attention with this kind of photos or with this kind of more, um, let's say, type, type big big titles or titles that maybe are, uh, you know, with they talk uh, with urgency or something like that. But, but I think it's important to try to maintain a balance in between trying to approach to a big audience, but also trying to give them uh, content on, on quality to try to explain, okay, 
this is happening because climate change uh, is having an impact and is intensifying these um, this, uh, events and we need more action on that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like reporting on climate change probably feels like a lot of um, negativity all the time sometimes with with how bad things have gotten. But you seem to have a really positive outlook on it. What, where do you kind of find hopeful moments in, in your work? I Yes, it's difficult. Yes, you, you read, I mean, scientific report that, okay, we are not doing what it's need. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the future scenario are not as great as, as we thought. So yes, of course, you know, there's something that it's called now eco-anxiety. And I mean, even is uh, both in scientists who has been studying climate change and both now on young, uh, youth activists. But as, as a journalist, what, what I try to, to, to do maybe is um, to try to uh, put the focus on how with the communication I can reach more people and can, can create like a positive impact. You can like, uh, you know, talk is like one of the best things that you can do uh, in terms of, of climate change. Talk to others, share your feelings, share maybe your worries. So I think that it's very important. This is not only for journalists, it's also, I mean, for all the audience that they try to, um, to, to see, to look for a group uh, of people who which they can talk about these things. Like sometimes you have better days, sometimes no. So, but um, talking about climate change with others is one of the best thing. And also you, as a journalist, if you, if you feel really bad about what you are communicating, I think that it's also good to talk with other colleagues that are working on that. I have a group of friends of, of uh, climate journalists and sometimes we share like the good days and, and the bad days. That's good. It's good to not feel so alone in your work in the way that you're doing it. <laughs> How do you follow up after the emergency has happened? Well, on that, I, I think it's important to, to see um, with, the, um, with the local authorities um, what, what were like, I, I'm not going to call the results, but what were the, like the final effects that they even uh, have. And then with local organizations to see how they are continue helping the communicate, communities because depending on the event, on the climate event and depending also on the impact of, of that climate event, maybe the, um, the recovery of, of the community could, could take like months. So, and even it's not the same, you can have like the same climate event with the same, let's say, uh, kind of uh, type of damage, but it's not the same if that occurs in a developing country than a developed country. So that it's also, you know, or, or in terms of, um, if you don't want like to put the, a difference in terms of uh, de developing, um, you can also see the difference in how the country is prepared for that event. There are some countries that are better prepared for, for some climate events and another, no. So I think that that could be, that could be one of the things that you can do to, to follow up, to try to contact local organizations to see if they still need um, help and, um, and, and also to try to talk with, with the people affected. I mean, it's, it's really important. It is important to talk with uh, the organizations and the local governments in terms of, okay, what was the, what was the learning that you have on, with, uh, after this experience? 
because the idea is that in the case in in this scenario that you have another climate event of, of this kind that you are going like to be better prepared so i think that it's it's really important that for every climate event that you have you need to learn something in order to um, prepare better to adapt better for the next one well is there anything else that you'd like to add that i haven't asked um i will say like put a human perspective on the communication. Um, the numbers are people and uh, try to follow up the story. It's mm. important when the, when the fire is on, but try to also continue to, to communicate the story once the, um, once the fire is, is not anymore on the place. Well, thank you so much, Thais. This was wonderful. Thank you so much, Rachel, for the conversation. For more episodes and resources on environmental journalism, you can follow IJNet on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, or check out our website, ijnet.org.